You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Now, let's turn to our very first guest and topic of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about resilience building. Now, in life, I'm sure uh, many of our listeners uh, have faced some sort of degree of stress or challenges and perhaps even some tragedy and trauma. But what makes some people bounce back better than others? And how can we boost our own ability to cope when a crisis situation happens? Well, to talk more about this, I'm delighted to be joined once again by Christine Deshaman, a master hypnotherapist and also the founder of the Renewed Edge Hypnotherapy Centre. Welcome back on the programme, Christine. It's great to speak to you again. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Noreen. Thank you for invite, inviting me back here. Thanks it's, very much. Yes, it's so great. We're trying to get uh, the, the Facebook stream going. So if our listeners want to, okay. they can also go on the Facebook page, Noreen Mayer on RTHK on- Radio 3 and uh, join us there uh, as well. So perhaps, uh, Christine, uh, can you remind some of our listeners some of the benefits of, of hypnotherapy? Well, there are many benefits to hypnotherapy and they are, you know, people are starting to document them very well. So there are benefits for mental health and physical health. That's the the, the two big buckets. So physical health, you can think about pain management, pain relief, and there are a lot of studies around the use of hypnosis uh, as a non-invasive and non-addictive tool to help you cope with, uh, you know, pain. Then you have uh, labor and birth. Uh, Again, uh, more women are turning to hypnosis to help them birth in a gentler and calmer manner. Uh, Of course, you have the usual, um, you know, getting rid of extra weight and uh, stopping smoking. And for the mental health part, you have stress management. Um, It can help with anxiety, depression. Um, And the last thing that people don't think about too much, but a lot of high achievers use hypnosis for performance enhancement in their field, sports people and also executives who are under a lot of stress. To sort of help them uh, get in the zone a a little bit. Um, I think uh, we've managed to get uh, the the Facebook up and going. For the benefits of our Facebook uh, listeners, we're talking to Christine Deshaman, who is a master hypnotherapist and the founder of Renewed Edge Hypnotherapy. Center. And we're talking a little bit more about resilience building today uh, and what makes some people bounce back be- better than others uh, when they're coping with crisis situation. So hypnotherapy is perhaps a method uh, to help with that uh, resilience building. Uh, let's look at perhaps a pandemic. I'm sure we can all agree that the pandemic has been uh, a source of stress and anxiety for, for many. Um, will hypnotherapy perhaps help with that, lev- uh, reducing stress and anxiety? It does. I do have uh, have actually many clients who came who experienced more stress than usual because of the disruption around the pandemic and all the worries. And you can think about so many health, financial worries as well. So yes, uh, hypnosis can help people alleviate stress, but by helping them reframe situations in a in a manner that helps them act. Uh, take action and rebound instead of being passive. Yeah. Um, why does it work better for others and, and not so much for, for other people? Well, so far I found it works for everyone to different degrees. Okay. It's been pretty rare for me to see someone who couldn't actually do hypnosis. Uh, I do I do believe that there is skill and there are also many methods 
many uh, methods you can use. So not everyone is, you know, we're not alike. We respond differently. And so it's about ad adapting to, uh, to the client. Yeah. Some people just embrace change better than others. Is, I mean, some people are like, oh, I don't like change. Could that be the same for, for, for your clients or people attempting hypnotherapy, that those who have a sort of more open mind will respond better to, to this sort of uh, therapy? Well, there is one thing to be said. I can't make people do something they don't want to do. That's uh, one of the biggest misconceptions around hypnosis. So, of course, if they're willing to change, if they're coming and really wanting to change their ways to be more proactive, to become more responsive and to feel more empowered, then the magic happens. But if they're just coming because they've been told to come here, but they don't really want to do it, then of course, the results will be, will be different. Yeah, absolutely. I think we touched on this the last time we spoke and that hypnotherapy is um, not like how they portray it in movies, you know, where somebody holds a clock and dangles it in front of you. It's not how hypnotherapy works. And it's unfair that a lot of the times when people say hypnotherapy, that's what they think. They think some master wizard holds something and, and tries to put people in a trance. But that's not what it is. No, it isn't. And it's changing very fast. I'd like to give you and leave you with another image. Uh, picture operating theaters in European hospitals. And instead of putting the person to sleep with general anesthesia, they do a local anesthesia because, you know, they're going to be cutting somewhere. So you need that. And they use hypnosis. A lot of advantages in terms of cost and also for the patient and also for the surgeon. It's happening more and more. It's more and more documented. So this is the modern phase of hypnosis. Yeah. Well, what are some things that we should uh, think about when we're when we're attempting hypnotherapy? Then, you know, go with a with an open minded mindset as well, uh, not to be forced by someone. Um, what other things should we be considering? Well, I would say you know do your research. I, I found that people. Uh, oh, I find that people don't do as much research as they used to. And, you know, on my website, I post a lot of articles and I refer to research. So as you read through that, you realize that it's actually a valid tool used in many places in the world, which is um, actually approved by many medical and psychological associations in the world. And I think that says, you know, that speaks volume. After that, it's much easier to just come. And, 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 and experience a session. Yeah, and you get results, you get better results if you enjoy something as well. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking of people who go to the gym, for example, they, they, they yield better results when they actually enjoy the workout. Um, is that the same sort of mentality when you're attempting hypnotherapy? You go there and, and you, I mean, do, do people enjoy themselves after a session of hypnotherapy? I've always heard that it's very relaxing. So, uh, yeah, they, they, when people leave the office, uh, most of the time they feel really relaxed, almost as if they had a, you know, a good nap, uh, but they didn't sleep, of course. They could hear everything I said. And that's what is magical, to be able to release and, uh, you know, uh, restore the system a little bit more during a, you know, a certain amount of time and, and feel refreshed and energized. Yeah. What does it feel like when you're being hypnotized by someone else? I, I know previously we spoke about your app and it's about sort of self-hypnosis. What does it feel like to be hypnotized? Uh, yeah, w w talk us through that. It doesn't feel like anything, actually. Um, 
because it's natural state of being. You've been in that state many times. And I think the last time I gave the example of the highway hypnosis, yes. you're driving, you are fully in control, you're much safer than if you were on the phone, for instance, uh, and uh, you are in that state where time flows by, you know, at a different pace. So it doesn't feel like anything. Uh, I actually have a, a testimonial I'm, I'm going to release very soon on my website. And one person talks about her own experience about feeling that state. Um, let's also talk a little bit more about uh, some sort of tips and strategies to remain resilient uh, during these times. Because we, I, I mentioned in the intro, some people are just better than others uh, at bouncing back some people bounce forward i mean uh, just thinking of of an example uh, um malala for example you know after she was shot by the taliban not only did she bounce back she bounced forward and she became an ambassador Uh, so some people are just better than others um but we all have the ability to be resilient do we not no we, we indeed we have the ability to be resilient um this ability to bounce back is very closely linked with how people frame events. So something can happen, a tragedy, an unexpected event. And the pandemic brought a lot of those unexpected uh, disruptions and so on and so forth. And yes, some people will frame it in a positive light while still taking stock of reality. They're not delusional. That's the opposite. And that's what is very important to understand, these, those frames that you use, those filters that you use, to make sense of the world and the situations around you. Yeah, and I think, you, you, I mean, you mentioned that point. Some people are just better at coping. Like, you know, we have, I'm sure we all have friends who sort of see the pandemic as an opportunity to maybe spend more time with loved ones. And even though you can't travel overseas, people are making use of technology uh, to, to stay in touch better than others. You know, you've got people who who are uh, FaceTiming or Zooming family members uh, even more so. And even though some people may not be able to celebrate their 50th birthday party, but they're having Zoom birthday parties. So part of it yeah. is also developing that um, that uh, confidence and, and, and gratefulness. So how do you condition your mind uh, to, for some of these uh, feelings? Ah, oh, interesting. Well, feelings, um, they come after, uh, you know, they come after we have thoughts most of the time, right? And so, so it's about paying attention to that inner talk. And that inner talk can be influenced by what you read outside. So you gave a very good example about people connecting to others in more creative ways. And, you know, we hear a lot about social distancing, but I think it's a misnomer. We don't do social distancing. We do physical distancing. And instead, we connect to our loved ones who might be in other continent differently with technology, FaceTime, and anything else. So for some people, it might not replace a real physical contact, but it's what we can achieve so far. And I think it's something to be seen. So those people who are able to actually feel positive about celebrating their birthday virtually, they still see the ability to connect with other people as something great. And they don't focus on the, oh, I'm not there, they're not here with me. Exactly. So it really comes down to people's mindset. And and I'm sure we can all agree when we've got a better mindset that day, whether or not we've had a better night's sleep or in, in a better mood, it prepares us and it primes us to respond differently. And, and you know, it comes down to 
how you choose to respond to things. So how do we prepare? Us? It's easier said than done. But how do we then prepare our mindset? Because oh, it's okay to say oh, just just prime yourself. But how do you actually prepare for a karma、uh, mindset? I know we can't really get into a, a deep hypnosis、uh, therapy session、uh, given the the time constraint, and it wouldn't be fair to to ask you to to, to help our listeners do that. But、um, can you give us some tips and strategies to、uh, help our listeners get into a sort of calmer mindset? Okay, there are a few things you can do. First of all, use your breaths. It's you know often mentioned, but it's so true because when you slow down the breaths, you also slow down your thoughts in a way or another. So, and you know there are many kinds of breaths. And I you know for me, I always advise the simplest. I'm not here to add more rules because we know what happened. A moment of stress, an episode of stress, and the rules. Well, nobody respects them anyway. Like, oh, do this, you do that. So, instead, I just would say to people, focus on lengthening your exhalation, and you will notice that the next inhalation will be longer naturally. And then you continue doing that, and after doing that for a few minutes, you can really bring about a state of calmness. You act. You are helping activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is a rest and restore nervous system. That's very very useful. The second, and so that could be a, a also a,、um, a gateway to a set of self hypnosis.、Uh, and if you get to really relaxed state, then you can start visualizing and adding a lot of、uh, sensory details around an experience, which is calming for you. It could be somewhere you know you've been to that you you, you love and evokes a lot of great memories for you, or it could be just visualizing yourself. Uh, in in a situation where you're often you know in that, in that situation and you visualize yourself dealing with it better, more you know calmly, as if you were actually you know preparing a movie and you're directing the scene. That could be another、uh, way to do it. Yeah, it sounds so innate breathing, but actually. There's a lot of work to be done. A lot of people, I mean, in in all sorts of practices, meditation, yoga, people often、yes. talk about breath work, but、um, it's actually really hard because when you're nervous or when you're building up towards something, you find yourself sort of, you know, holding your breath a bit more and or, or breathing a bit faster. But it really is about learning、uh, proper breath work to to let your uh, breathing uh, help your body、uh, become calmer. Yes. Yes, yes, and breathing from the right place because people tend to breathe from the upper, you know, upper body, and that's wrong. And something which is conditioned, by the way, we've been taught to breathe this way.、Um, babies don't breathe this way. I was going to say babies don't breathe this way. So, how did how did it, they breathe the right way? How did we go from breathing right to breathing wrong? <laughs> Absolutely,、uh, yeah. But you know, you could ask the question about how did we get to doing this to actually feel being fearful all the time. Um, that can be undone. That's a good news. Yeah, a lot of the times、um, it comes down to you know, some sometimes when you're confident in in coping and 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 having that confidence in in coping,、um, it doesn't necessarily translate to being a confident person. Sometimes maybe a more shy person can actually be quite confident and sit with their feelings. So a lot of times you can't tell somebody's mindset just by the way they are. Maybe they have a front of being very confident, but actually deep down they're like jelly. Um, as well,、yes. but they still look confident. So, is there a way we can sort of fake it a little bit? So, even if we're not feeling completely confident or calm,、um, can we sort of appear calm? I know that's not really working on oneself, but do you know what I mean? Like in that moment,、I、you、know. have to look confident. How do you? How do you do that? 
I know, I know. So, um, well, there is a school, you know, there's a, there's a school that says, um, school that says, uh, fake it till you make it. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And yes, there is something to say about that because, um, as you keep on faking it, I would say you realize, oh, but actually people didn't notice the first maybe 10 seconds or, well, actually, you know, I noticed this. So you put yourself in a situation which is outside of what your frame is and you start noticing cues, events that, you know, you wouldn't have before, even though they were there. So I think that there's something to be said about that. It can, it can work. But when it comes to stress and, and confidence, you know, it's, it's a bit difficult because it's so, it, it, um, those states actually, uh, use emotional centers in our brain. And so it's difficult to actually go against them. Um, so, uh, you know, breathing, you cannot control your breathing too consciously unless, you know, you're aware of it. So, but then you have to make a conscious effort, which takes your mind away from something else. So I would say, yes, you can in some situations like, uh, you know, exams or interviews, this kind of thing where, you know, deep inside you have the qualities, the qualifications, but you're just a bit fearful. But when I'm talking about chronic stress, anxiety, it becomes more difficult because people are primed to uh, feel afraid for innocuous things. Yeah, it's kind of a protective mechanism. Christine, it's always such a pleasure to be joined by you and, and have your sharing w- with our listeners. Can you remind our listeners once again, where can they go and find out more about you and your work? Have you got a website or a Facebook page? Of course, of course. So my website is renewed dash edge.com so uh, if you're interested in renewing your edge one way or another that's a place to come and i also have a second website for the self-hypnosis app upnow.com excellent christine deshman a pleasure to, to have you back on the program and i look forward to having you back on next time thank you very much indeed for your sharing today much welcome thank you Noreen.